0: In this episode, I give you three great ways to make money on Amazon in 2019. And guess what? None of them, I repeat, none of them have anything to do with private labeling. You're listening to the Amazon Private Labeler Show podcast, hosted by seven-figure e-commerce seller and digital entrepreneur, Nick Landowski. This is the show to get the tips and strategies to take your business to the next level. So strap in and get ready, because it's time to escape the rat race and build your own e-commerce empire. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Welcome to episode number 114 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for tuning in. You are amazing. I'm really glad that you guys could be here. Super pumped about today's episode, everybody. Super pumped. Uh, In today's episode, as mentioned, I'm going to give you three different methods to making money on Amazon, and none of them have anything to do with private labeling. So obviously, private labeling, my bread and butter, it's what I love talking about. Uh, I think that's an amazing way to uh, make a business or start a business on Amazon, but it's not the only way that you can make money on Amazon. In fact, there's a lot of different ways that you're probably not even familiar with. There's so many different ways. And in today's episode, I'm gonna kinda do a um, pro and con of three alternative ways to make money on Amazon right now in 2019. So as mentioned, there's a lot of different ways that maybe you're just looking to make a couple extra bucks on the side or maybe uh, turn into a full-fledged business of some some sorts. It's all kind of variant on what your goals are, but uh, they all have their own pros and cons and all the uh, different methods aren't right for everybody, but I'm gonna break down just three of them today. And what I might do in the future is break down a few more of them on top of the three that we have here today so that you can decide what's going to work best for you for maybe another income stream or maybe a business. Who knows? But Amazon is definitely where it's at. There's a lot of people making good money using the three methods I'm about to kind of break down for you here in just a minute. But before we get into the shenanigans I wanted to share kind of like sort of like a quick tip or a 411 here for you guys. Um, If you've been selling on Amazon for any particular period of time, whether it be months or years or what have you, there's a really, really good chance that Amazon owes you a lot of money in reimbursements from things like uh, things get screwed up with refunds with customers, with inventory, lost, missing inventory all the time. It's just part of the business. And if you aren't keeping tabs on that stuff, there's a really good chance, again, that Amazon is waiting to reimburse you for maybe hundreds of dollars, might be thousands of dollars. It all kind of varies. So the um, reason why I'm kind of bringing this to your attention, I used to kind of do in the past a lot of that stuff by hand. I used to do it maybe quarterly or so, and I would go through all the spreadsheets and reports and things like that and submit cases. And it's like a big pain, but it, you know you get a bunch of money back get sometimes thousands of dollars back. So it's all kind of worth it. But what I decided to do a little while back is thought, well, this is not necessarily the best use of my time. I actually just outsourced it. So you could hire a virtual assistant to do things like that for you. But I actually just found a website that I hooked up with and let them kind of manage that entire process kind of in the background 24-7. So since I've done that, um, they have gotten me back like thousands of dollars. And that's on top of like that, that, that was like a lot of stuff that I missed. So if you're still doing all that stuff by hand, if you're going through reports and things like that, there's a really good chance this due to human error that you're missing things. Okay. So, um, cause obviously it's not the most exciting task to have to go through all those reports and things like that. Um, so I just kind of wanted to throw it out there to you guys. If you are doing it by hand, I would actually just employ a service to do it or a virtual assistant. Um, the service that I am using, you guys can check out for yourself, go to privatelabelershowcom forward slash refund. That's labelershow.com forward slash refund. Um, so far since I've been using them, I've gotten several thousand back. And that was, like I said, in addition or on top of like all the things that I probably had missed just because I did maybe a bad job with it or whatever. So check that out. Um, be curious to see how you guys are doing with your reimbursements as well. Like what, how much are you getting back and things like that. So you might as well claim it. It's your money. And again, Amazon's just waiting for you to kind of file some of those reports. So check that out. All right. So let's get down to business here, everybody. Go through these three awesome methods to making some extra money on Amazon. I just wanted to point out that all three of these methods I have done in some way, shape, or form over time have made money with. Okay. So I'm trying to speak from a little bit of an experience here. And, um, kind of go through what I'm going to do is just kind of give you some pros and cons and then some tips to succeed with some of these methods here, okay? So the first one I want to cover, this is a really awesome way to make money, and that's through Kindle Publishing. So Amazon Kindle Publishing. And if you guys have listened to my podcast long enough, you know that on occasion I do talk about this. This is actually... Kind of how I first got started making money online and on Amazon many years back. Feels like an eternity ago at this point, but this is still a great opportunity in 2019 to make money or actually start your own Kindle publishing business online and um, make a significant income. I actually have some friends that are still really doing well with Kindle publishing, treating it as a business and um, just making tons of money. So that's. That's good to hear. Now the what's it all about, really? Well, um, ebooks, as I'm sure you're familiar, have exploded over the past what five, six years. seems like you know everybody's got a tablet or has had a tablet or device for many years now, and people like to read on them. They like to buy Kindle books and read on uh, on you know on the bus or on break or on vacation or what whatever. So that market has absolutely exploded, and I don't think it is slowing down at all. So what you're doing, with Kindle publishing is you're not necessarily becoming a writer or anything to do with that. You're actually just publishing eBooks, so publishing content on really whatever topics you want. Could be nonfiction, fiction, doesn't really matter, but uh, you're just acting as a publisher. So if you get a KDP account, so Kindle publishing account, um, you can publish books. And essentially, once your book is published, Somebody would go into I don't know, let's say let's say Mary is on vacation and she wants to read a good book on whatever topic, and she fires up her tablet and goes to the Kindle store, finds a book, buys that ebook, and it's your ebook. Then what Amazon's going to do is they're going to cut you uh, a check for those commissions that you make. In some cases, those commissions could be just a little bit of money, or it could be a decent amount. It all kind of varies on how you're pricing your books, and there's no set amount that they're going to necessarily give you. Okay. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. But as mentioned, uh, you don't have to be a writer. So here's some of the pros about Kindle publishing. Now, when I first got started Kindle publishing way back in the day, it took me a while for me to wrap my brain around this concept that you didn't have to write anything. In fact, that was actually frowned upon. You did not want to. You didn't. You didn't want to be a writer. You wanted just to act as a publisher, publishing content strategically, of course. So what you would do is you would hire, or what you would, will do is hire ghost writers that, you know, people that love to write and you can give them an idea and they can create content for you. Okay. So if you do love writing and that's something that you're passionate about, by all means, knock yourself out. But if you're using this Kindle publishing platform uh, to make money and, you know, kind of uh, just be kind of the the master planner behind the scenes again i wouldn't recommend that you spend any of your time writing just be an ideas person so here's the other things that i love about kindle publishing um, there's minimal startup costs so you know you don't need thousands of dollars to get started on kindle publishing essentially what you're going to do initially is you've got to pay writers okay so you're going to pay for your content to be written and then other things too like getting covers created for your books like that's kind of the main stuff Covers, you can get creative very inexpensively on Fiverr. Um, and then as far as paying the writers, you would find writers on a site like Upwork.com as an example, okay? Now, another thing too is whatever content you're publishing, it, you know, your eBooks don't have to be hundreds and hundreds of pages. They can be actually fairly short, maybe 30 pages, 40 pages. It doesn't really have to be any set amount, okay? So there's no... There's no rule that says, oh, it's got to be a super long book or, or what have you. It can kind of be bite-sized pieces of content if that's the route that you want to go, okay? And here's other things I love about this, this business model is that it is very, very passive and scalable once you get it to a certain point. Um, you can hire virtual assistants to essentially take over your Kindle publishing business and kind of manage the day-to-day tasks and things like that. So um, as mentioned, you know, this is how I got my start. And early on, once I kind of learned the ropes, one of the first things that I, that I did was I started to um, hire virtual assistants to manage everything for me. And I got it to a certain point um, way back in the day that I, I was basically 100% hands off with the Kindle publishing business. It's very, very little. Uh, of my time actually put into the day-to-day stuff, it was more or less just managing um, a few of the virtual assistants. Okay, so that's what I love about this business model: it can be very passive and scalable, and uh, very hands off. And what's not to love about eBooks in the sense that you know, in this business model, there's no inventory; everything is digital. Okay, so if you want to update a eBook as many times as you want, like you can do that almost instantly and within the matter of minutes. Okay. So there's, there's no headaches with any, uh, do, doing an update to an ebook. It's, it's, there's no inventory. It's all digital. So that's, uh, that's a big perk and big plus for Kindle publishing. And you know, there's no customer headaches to deal with. There's no, uh, Oh, my order got lost or UPS didn't deliver it or whatever. You don't have to deal with any of that. Okay. So, um, as mentioned, I do know people still that are making more than a full time income running their Kindle publishing quote unquote empires, if you will. So you don't necessarily have to go that route. Like if it's just something that you wanted to make maybe an extra hundred or two hundred dollars every month on the side just to kind of help pay bills or whatever, you can easily do that with a handful of uh, well written ebooks and, and content. So it doesn't take much to kind of get started and get in, in making um, some money, okay? But if you want to scale it and, and make it really big and you know make tons of money, it is definitely there for you if uh, if you want to commit to it. Now, I mentioned a lot of great things there. Hopefully, you're a little bit excited about Kindle publishing, But uh, there are some cons obviously. So it is wildly competitive, okay? All things Amazon, a lot of things are competitive, but it is wildly competitive. So if you can just kind of outthink everybody and outmarket everybody, you can definitely do well, okay? Now, it can take a while to kind of build up an audience, though. So whenever you put your books out there, again, nobody's going to find them in search. Same stuff that we talk about with private labeling. So it can take time to kind of build up your uh, book rankings and things like that. And it can take a while to build up your audience that you're going to want to build and your following for the people that are going to read your books, okay? Because if you're starting with zero, you know, it's going to take some time. So I wouldn't expect instant you know, instant millions from Kindle Publishing. Um, unless you just got a knack for marketing or, or what have you. Okay. So here's some tips. Like if you're interested in Kindle publishing, that's something that, that you want to maybe take a stab at. Um, from my point of view, it's all about quality content. So you're gonna hire ghostwriters to probably write your ebooks. And the old adage you get what you pay for definitely applies to Kindle publishing. So If you go cheap and hire very inexpensive writers thinking, oh, that's how you're going to save money, uh, you're probably going to fail at this business model in 2019, okay? That's just not going to work. So you're going to have to pay for high-quality writers. Um, If you put bad books out there, the reviewers are absolutely going to obliterate your content in the reviews, and nobody's going to buy those books. So it's all about spending extra money to hire better quality writers and then as i mentioned you're going to want to work on building an audience and identifying a niche that you want to serve so if you want to go down the non-fiction route as an example maybe you're into personal development something along those lines and you know that's a passion that you have or an interest you can build an audience around that and then just serve them content within that niche and then just focus on one niche so like the the idea that you can do like 30 different books on 30 different topics all over the board. Like that really doesn't work. It's all about building an audience and just serving that audience exactly what they want again and again and again and again. Okay. So that's, that's the key there. Now, other things that are important covers. So whenever you look to buy books, if you've ever bought one personally, what are you looking at? It's it's all about the cover that catches your attention. So just like with physical products, with private labeling, as much as we stress about high quality images the same applies here except with this you get one shot like you get one image essentially for your for your cover and you know if you want to attract those eyeballs to gain that attention so that they have interest in your book it's all about a high quality cover so as i mentioned like you can start off with uh, you know fiverr.com as an example for inexpensive covers but sometimes you do get what you pay for uh, of course so typically, uh, the books that you spend a little bit more on a higher quality cover, it's going to have a bigger impact and bigger payoff in the long run because you're going to hopefully get more sales from that because it's all about covers in in books. That's that's what does the sell job really at the end of the day. So um, I will put all I, I just so you guys know I don't I don't know if I ever specified this on the podcast, but as I mentioned, like I said, this is how I got started way back in the day and. What I did, I didn't know anything about Kindle Publishing or had any clue about it. I actually took a course on it a very long time ago. Went through the course A to Z, and then I started making money fairly quickly. Not a ton, but over time, uh, it kind of grew. So I'll actually link up in the show notes the course that I took at the time. It is still available if you guys want to try that out for yourselves. Um, I think it's a fantastic course that'll get you started. So look for that in the show notes. All right, so moving on to number two, the second hot method to making money on Amazon currently. This one I really love. This one's a lot of fun. Uh, this is Merch by Amazon, everybody. Merch by Amazon. So if you're not familiar with what that is, think of like Amazon's own version of print-on-demand. Essentially what you're doing is you're uploading graphic designs to Amazon and they are putting those graphic designs onto things like t-shirts. It's not just t-shirts, but that's kind of the default thing that everybody thinks about with print on demand. could be a lot of other things that they have capability for you to upload designs to currently. So you upload your design. Amazon will showcase that design on a t-shirt on their site. If somebody buys that t-shirt, then Amazon prints it. Okay. So it's print on demand and they ship it out to the customer. So it's a fun way to make maybe a little bit of extra side hustle money, or if you really get down into it, there are a handful of people out there that I am aware of that treat it as a full-fledged business and can do pretty well if they got the systems in place to kind of make it all happen. So what do I love about Merch by Amazon? Well, it's very low barrier of entry. So if you have really no money and you're looking just to kind of get your feet wet, Taking some actions, maybe to make your first dollar on Amazon. And this might be for you. So there's really no startup costs whatsoever. And as I mentioned, it's digital. So there's no inventory to keep track of. There's no customer issues, none of that stuff to worry about. Okay. Amazon handles all of it. All you're doing is uploading designs. Okay. So that's really kind of it in a nutshell. There's a little bit more to it, but that's, that's the basics of it. Now, Of course, too, with this type of business model, you can easily scale and outsource virtually everything, okay? You can hire a uh, graphic designer off of sites like Fiverr.com or Upwork and kind of work with them on your designs and your ideas, and essentially, you could even have your virtual assistants do all your uploading for you and everything like that. You can kind of just be behind the scenes, like the ideas person coming up with the concepts and um, the, the designs that you want to implement. And have other people take care of the rest so that's that's what makes it fun very scalable outsourced and uh pretty passive as well now with all that being said there are things such as cons to be kind of aware of of course uh just from my recollection again i could be wrong on this i don't think anybody's going to really get rich doing this i think uh the likelihood is just that it's probably going to be for you know some side hustle money or what have you i'm like i said there's There's people that I do know doing well with this, but I don't think that that's the norm, okay? So I wouldn't go into this type of business model with merch by Amazon thinking it's just going to be like you know, millions and millions of dollars in Lambos and yachts within a few months. It's just not like that. So again, just kind of look at it as a way to get your foot wet, making some money to gain some confidence. Now, other things too is it takes a lot of designs before that one design might hit and make you a bunch of money so really it's kind of a numbers game so just kind of kind of put that in the back of your mind that not every design you think is cool um, is gonna work because again it's all about what the market says so don't think that every design you put out there is gonna sell it's just not gonna happen okay and you know the other cons is as you guys might be aware if you've tried to enroll into merch by Amazon there's still a wait to get into the program okay so many years ago, there was a wait. There's still a wait. Now, it could be could be weeks, could be months. I don't know. I have no idea. But I do have some friends that were a little persistent, and they got accepted within weeks. And I've had other friends that uh, have been waiting for months and months and months and still haven't been enrolled into it. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But if that is, this at all interests you, then fill out the, um, the application immediately. At least get on the wait list. So Merch by Amazon, just simply type that into Google. It'll probably be like the first option selected there. And just simply enroll. And I do know that it helps if you have like a website, but it's not a requirement. So they want to see that you, um, if you have like some sort of a website, supposedly that helps with the, uh, the approval process. Now, as mentioned, here's some tips. But as mentioned, it is a numbers game. So I do know the very successful Merch by Amazon people or print-on-demand people understand that it's all about numbers. It's all about putting a ton of designs out there, like in mass droves. And again, some are gonna hit and probably a lot of them won't, okay? So the rule is really, you just gotta put up a ton of designs, okay? And if you really wanna be successful, here's what you gotta understand. This is all, like print on demand or merch by Amazon is all about capitalizing on trends, okay? If you can, if you're into pop culture, if you're into sports, politics, all those things related, and you're kind of up and up on like what's going viral, what are the trending hashtags, things like that. If you stay up on that stuff, then you can absolutely kill it in merch by Amazon or print on demand. Okay, that's really what the game is all about. It's about taking something that's going viral and trending, putting a great design out there for a shirt or something like that or whatever, and being kind of first to market with it, And then making a bunch of money for the next few days or few weeks or whatever, and then you kind of just keep finding those trending things over and over and over again. So you kind of have to be really up and up on that. So if that's you, then uh, this definitely could be a great business model for you. And just a bit of advice, um, you know, we have, not to get political by any means or anything like that, but... Politics in, in print on demand and merch by Amazon is like a match made in heaven. So, back in the elections of uh, what was it, 2015, 2016, that time period, um, there were so many print on demand shirts, merch by Amazon, Shopify, whatever, that were being put out in the kind of the realm of politics there. People just making so much money because that is a, that you know, there's so many viral moments. There's so many, uh, trending things happening when it comes to politics. And politics is in a very, like, it's very emotional. People get crazy about it. So those two, th- those things go really well. If you're on that stuff, you know, think of like all the, um, who is that guy? Bernie Sanders, like uh, that guy there. I think he's running again. But um, how much money was made off of uh, Feel the Burn shirts, stuff like that, okay? So if you can kind of think of these things and see these things happening and, and be first to market with... Uh, political shirts, you know, maybe you have, you know, just some ideas out there. You just throw them out there and some of them can make you a ton of money. Okay. Just kind of throwing that out there. I know that very shortly we're going to start heading into, in the United States, another political cycle for president, believe it or not. And, um, you know, if you're up on that stuff, then again, uh, a match made in heaven, merch by Amazon, politics. Again, doesn't have to be that. It could be sports, could be anything really, pop culture stuff, Kardashian stuff, whatever. I mean, all that stuff is is like great content ideas to put out, uh, some cool designs with. So that's just a little, some little tips there if you want to succeed. All right, and moving on to number three, the third and hot method to making money on Amazon right now. That is reselling and like retail arbitrage, kind of that whole world there. There's a lot of different layers to it, different methods, but. What is it all about in general if you're not familiar? Essentially you're you're buying things at a really, really low price and you're selling it for a lot higher price on Amazon. So here's an example. Let's say you go to Walmart or you go to Target and you're cruising the clearance section, I don't know, maybe in the toy section or something like that, and you notice that, wow, they have a whole bunch of things that they mark down to like ridiculously low prices. Like they're just trying to get them out of there, trying to get them off the shelf so that they can put new stuff there and you know, maybe you notice a game or a toy that, you know, maybe they're selling for five bucks and you know, wow, that's selling actually for like $20 or $30 on Amazon. Like, wow, that's that's a steal. So you can buy it at that really low price at that retailer and then you could sell it on Amazon for a lot higher price, okay? So that that's kind of it in a nutshell. You're just kind of flipping or reselling and you just you know you can get really good at identifying those opportunities, scanning products and things like that to see what they might be going for on Amazon. And if you can locate and sniff out where those deals are, where those hot buys are, then um, this might be you know the type of business model for you. And and what I love about this business model is that it doesn't take a whole lot of money to get started. You know, it's not like private labeling where You know, it could kind of take you thousands of dollars to get started. This isn't like that at all. It does take a little bit of money because obviously you're going to need a couple of bucks to start buying these items in in many cases, okay? So what that is, that's going to vary. You know, maybe a couple hundred dollars to kind of get started to go out for the weekend and and buy, you know, some products to then resell or or ship into Amazon. So it, it all is going to vary a little bit. But it is great for making fast money, okay? So that, that's what I love about this business model. And as I stress this on the podcast, like if you guys are looking to make extra bucks quick, this is definitely the, uh, the method that you're going to want to consider. And it's just great action taking as well. You know, it's just getting your feet wet, just getting things going and making money from it, you know, however you want to look at it. And the other thing too is you, what, what I like is you don't have to worry about marketing the products or anything like that, that, that you don't have to deal with. So in a lot of cases, what people might be doing is they might be shipping these items into you know Amazon FBA, and there's already listings created, so they don't have to worry about all the marketing, all that, all those stuff that goes with it. Um, they're just finding items that are great deals, but also they're probably going to want to look for items that sell quick, okay? So that, that they want they don't want to send something in and wait you know six months before somebody buys it from a listing. So that's kind of all factored in there. So if they know items go fast they just send it in and uh, they're just a seller on a listing there might be a lot of sellers on a listing that they're kind of competing with so that's that's a whole nother game. but again they don't have to worry about all the extra stuff okay they're focused just on finding the deals now here's some negatives to this business model though it's, it's not very scalable okay that's something you got to kind of be concerned about so it's great for just kind of some short-term quick money in my opinion but what you're doing is you are exchanging your time for money here okay so, in a lot of cases, it might require you, depending upon how you're doing it, but it might require you to like drive around a lot to a lot of like thrift stores or, um, you know, retail stores, bookstores, things like that, where you're actually spending a lot of your time doing that, trying to find deals. And you're competing with other resellers and, and arbitrage people, at, you know, in person as well. And they're also kind of ripping stores apart in the clearance sections, looking for those deals, just like you are. So, there's a little bit of competition that way, no big deal. But um, again, you're exchanging time for money. So I don't think truthfully, you know, this is something that you can really scale into something big all by yourself, uh, unless you maybe had a whole lot of people working for you and you're kind of thinking on a whole nother level now. But if you're just kind of like the one man band out there running around again, you're just exchanging time for money. So in my opinion, I think it's great for short-term gains just to make some quick cash. It's a definite, uh, definite win there. Now, as far as tips, um, you know, from what I see from a lot of the uh, the diehards that are in this space, it's all about books. Like a lot of them do focus in on books. There's a ton of money to be made there, especially like academic or college books. Um, you know, however you find those, I you know, as I mentioned on the podcast, there's probably uh, so many really expensive books sitting in your basement somewhere in your garage or a relative's garage that again you probably wouldn't even have to buy. But if you do go around to the bookstores and things like that, those are the you, know, you, you can find some real, some real uh, inexpensive um, purchases out there that might be going for you know, double, triple, quadruple the price on Amazon. And a little side note about all this. Uh, I'm not too familiar with this, but I've actually seen uh, resellers or people doing this, if they're focusing it on the books, they might, buy, they might find deals online on these random book websites that are so outrageously cheap. And what they'll do is they'll just buy them get them sent right to their house and then they'll send them into Amazon because they know that for whatever reason, the book is selling for a lot more on Amazon. So, you know, there's sometimes discrepancies that you can take advantage of. Again, I don't know a ton about that, but I've seen that in a lot of cases where, you know, some random book website, they buy a book for 10 bucks and they know on Amazon it's, you know, it's consistently selling for 20 or 30 or whatever. And they're just doing that type of business model over and over and over again. So a lot of fun things that you can kind of do with reselling or retail arbitrage, But um, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of mention that one. Okay, now, so to quickly recap all this, as mentioned at the top, like there's a lot of different ways that might surprise you. Other ways, um, other than what I've kind of explained here, to make money on Amazon, okay? So it's not limited to what I just kind of rolled out. As I mentioned too, I'll probably do a a podcast in the future, kind of uh, explaining a few additional ways as well. But again, if you're looking to like supplement your income or just create another uh, income stream, then just choose which model you think works best for you in your situation. And again, if you want quick money, look into retail arbitrage. If you want more of a, um, a passive type of thing, then consider uh, Kindle or Merch by Amazon, whatever is going to work best for you and just go for it. Just try to make it happen. Take some action and uh, start making some money. So that about does it, guys. I just want to thank you guys for listening as always. And if you guys haven't joined the Facebook group, please do so. Please do so. I'll put a link in the show notes of how to get to that. Or you can just go right to your Facebook search bar, type in Amazon FBA, search by groups. Should be, I think, the first one that comes up. just called Amazon FBA. So thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.